Hello, and welcome to Bible Bedtime, Season 4, Episode 196. I am your host, Dana. In this podcast, I read the Bible in a way designed to help you fall asleep in heavenly peace. Because we are in Season 4, I am reading the fourth book of the Old Testament, Numbers. And then I will read the fourth book of the New Testament, which is John. Tonight, we'll read Numbers chapters 19 and 20. And after the chapters, I'll read a selection from the book of Proverbs and we'll end the episode with the Lord's Prayer. If you'd like to support this ad-free podcast with a love offering, we are now on Venmo. Just enter at Bible Bedtime or search for Bible Bedtime Podcast. Even a gift of a dollar helps me with the cost of producing the show and blesses me tremendously. However, I have no expectation that you do this. I just love having you in the community. If you'd like to reach out to me or the Bible Bedtime community, you can send an email to BibleBedtimePodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. I would love to hear from you. Now, before I start reading the chapter for tonight, it's time for you to end your day. Turn off any lights that will keep you awake and make sure you're in comfy pajamas or whatever you like to sleep in. Snuggle into your favorite sleeping position. And allow your eyes to close naturally when they want to close. Think about relaxing your body. If you are someone like me who often clenches their jaw when they are falling asleep or they are asleep, try placing the tip of your tongue just behind your front teeth. I have found that that keeps me from clenching my jaw so hard. And as you relax and listen to our Bible reading, remember that if you get to the end of the episode and you're still awake, That's okay. It happens. You can replay the episode or play a different episode or just think back on the chapter reading and meditate on any of the passages that you felt 
more meaningful to you. If you find yourself thinking about things that happened today or things that could happen tomorrow, that means your brain is doing what it is designed to do, which is thinking. And it's all right that you have those thoughts, even though they may not help you fall asleep. So when you recognize that your brain wants to focus on thoughts or plans or memories, acknowledge them and then let them drift away. Just as a leaf might drift away in the wind. Just because you think of something doesn't mean you can't let it go. Now, let's take three deep breaths. One, two, and three. Numbers 19. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is a requirement of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish and that has never been under a yoke. Give it to Eleazar the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Then Eleazar the priest is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. While he watches, the heifer is to be burned, its hide, flesh, blood, and offal. The priest is to take some cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet wool, and throw them into the burning heifer. After that, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He may then come into the camp, but he will be ceremonially unclean till evening. The man who burns it must also wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he too will be unclean till evening. A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and put them in a ceremonially clean place outside the camp. They shall be kept by the Israelite community for use in the water of cleansing. It is for purification from sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes 
and he too will be unclean till evening. This will be a lasting ordinance, both for the Israelites and for the aliens living among them. Whoever touches the dead body of anyone will be unclean for seven days. He must purify himself with the water on the third day and on the seventh day. Then he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third and seventh days, he will not be clean. Whoever touches the dead body of anyone and fails to purify himself defiles the Lord's tabernacle. That person must be cut off from Israel because the water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. His uncleanness remains on him. This is the law that applies when a person dies in a tent. Anyone who enters the tent and anyone who is in it will be unclean for seven days. And every container without a lid fastened on it will be unclean. Anyone out in the open who touches someone who has been killed with a sword or someone who has died a natural death or anyone who touches a human bone or grave will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person, put some ashes from the burned purification offering into a jar and pour fresh water over them. Then a man who is ceremonially clean is to take some hyssop, dip it in the water, and sprinkle the tent and all the furnishings and the people who were there. He must also sprinkle anyone who has touched a human bone or a grave, or someone who has been killed, or someone who has died a natural death. The man who is clean is to sprinkle the unclean person on the third and seventh days, and on the seventh day he is to purify him. The person being cleansed must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and that evening he will be clean. But if a person who is unclean does not purify himself, he must be cut off from the community because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on him, and he is unclean. This is a lasting ordinance for them. 
the man who sprinkles the water of cleansing must also wash his clothes, and anyone who touches the water of cleansing will be unclean till evening. Anything that an unclean person touches becomes unclean, and anyone who touches it becomes unclean till evening. In the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin, and they stayed at Kadesh. There, Miriam died and was buried. Now, there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this desert that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs, grapevines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock, and Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? And Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out, and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, I will not bring this community into the land I give them. These were the waters of Meribah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and where he showed himself holy among them. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom, saying, This is what your brother Israel says. You know about all the hardships that have come upon us. Our forefathers went down into Egypt, and we lived there many years. 
the Egyptians mistreated us and our fathers. But when we cried out to the Lord, he heard our cry and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. Now, we are here at Kadesh, a town on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your country. We will not go through any field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway and not turn to the right or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom answered, You may not pass through here. If you try, we will march out and attack you with the sword. The Israelites replied, We will go along the main road, and if we or our livestock drink any of your water, we will pay for it. We only want to pass through on foot, nothing else. Again, they answered, You must not pass through. Then Edom came out against them with a large and powerful army. Since Edom refused to let them go through their territory, Israel turned away from them. The whole Israelite community set out from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. At Mount Hor, near the border of Edom, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Aaron will be gathered to his people. He will not enter the land I give the Israelites, because both of you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Get Aaron and his son Eleazar and take them up to Mount Hor. Remove Aaron's garments and put them on his son Eleazar, for Aaron will be gathered to his people. He will die there. Moses did as the Lord commanded. They went up Mount Hor in the sight of the whole community. Moses removed Aaron's garments and put them on his son, Eleazar. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. And when the whole community learned that Aaron had died, the entire house of Israel mourned him for thirty days. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 1 through 22. Do not envy wicked men. Do not desire their company. For their hearts plot violence, and their lips talk about making trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. 
Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. A wise man has great power, and a man of knowledge increases strength. For waging war, you need guidance, and for victory, many advisors. Wisdom is too high for a fool. In the assembly at the gate, he has nothing to say. He who plots evil will be known as a schemer. The schemes of folly are sin, and the men detest the mocker. If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering toward slaughter. If you say, "But we knew nothing about this," does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay each person? According to what he has done, eat honey, my son, for it is good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also that wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, there is a future hope for you, and your hope will not. Be cut off. Do not lie in wait like an outlaw against a righteous man's house. Do not raid his dwelling place, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. But the wicked are brought down by calamity. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice, where the Lord will see, and disapprove, and turn his wrath away from him. Do not fret because of evil men, or be envious of the wicked, for the evil man has no future hope, and the lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. Fear the Lord and the King, my son, and do not join with the rebellious, for those two will send sudden destruction upon them, and who knows what calamities they can bring. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father. In heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also. Have forgiven our.
debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now it's time for you to go to sleep. Sweet dreams. Good night.